Welcome to the Women of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today, we are joined by Lisa Picardo, Chief Corporate Officer at Pension B. Pension B is one of the UK's leading online pension providers, helping you transfer your old pensions into one new plan that you can easily manage online. They are on a mission to make you pension confident by helping you take control of your pension savings and plan for a happy retirement. Lisa is here today to share her story and some of the learns along the way. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be part of the conversation. Fantastic. So before we get into it, tell us about your role at Pension B and what that actually entails. Uh, Sure, I'm very happy to talk about my role at Pension B. Um, So I joined the company in March 2020, um, approximately one week before we went into the first pandemic lockdown. So it's it's definitely an interesting way to start a new role. I came on board initially as the managing director of the business, reporting to the chief executive and founder, Romy Savova. And then pretty soon after that, I transitioned to being the chief corporate officer or the CCO. So I am part of the C-suite. That's the top level management team that has responsibility for collectively running the business. In terms of what being the CCO entails, I principally lead the corporate development of the company and I play a broader management role across many aspects of the business. There really are no two days that look alike. Um, Since joining, I focused on corporate activity designed to support our growth ambition, which ultimately means we can help as many consumers as possible save for their happy retirement. Um, My areas of focus have included the execution of private equity financing rounds, the sourcing and negotiation of a debt financing. Um, Really exciting to have led the execution of the company's IPO in April 21 and our subsequent transition to the premium list, which we achieved earlier this year. Congratulations. I mean, that's all such wonderful achievements in a really short amount of time. Um, Thank you for sharing that with us. So I've really loved hearing about the Pension B mission. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yes, certainly. Um, Pension B, as you said, is a leading online pension provider here in the UK. We are a direct-to-consumer financial technology company. We have a very clear mission. It is to make pensions simple so that everyone can look forward to a happy retirement. Um, In terms of who do we cater for? Well, it's really everybody. We cater for many, many people who have historically really struggled to understand, prepare for, and manage their retirement. We are seeking to make our customers feel pension confident. We want to give them control and clarity and to enable them to interact with their retirement savings. How do we do this? Well, we do this through a unique combination of smart technology and dedicated customer service, both which really set us apart. We cater for the spectrum of individual needs. So it could be those needing a pension consolidation solution or perhaps those looking to start a new self-employed pension. We have customers from 18 to 80, some with large pots, others with very small pots, all spread across the country. So really a very broad distribution um, given the mass market appeal that we have. So the technology platform allows customers to combine their pensions and invest in a range of online plans managed by some of the largest money managers in the world. Um, Customers can forecast how much they are expected to save by the time they retire via the pension calculator. They can make withdrawals easily and smoothly from the age of 55. 
Lastly, just to put our mission into perspective, our proposition is designed for pension holders in the UK defined contribution pensions market. So that's a market worth over one trillion pounds in value with tens of millions of customers that need our help. June, we had around 160,000 invested customers with roughly three billion of pension assets. We're also fast approaching the one million registered customer mark too, which is another really exciting milestone for us, demonstrating the reach that we're achieving and the vast opportunity for growth that still lies ahead. That sounds super exciting. And I love how you're sharing so many milestones with us. It'd be really brilliant now if we could actually go back a little bit. I know that your career began at Morgan Stanley. So I'd love for you to share with our audience some of those early days of your career um, up until now. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm happy to. So um, in terms of my story, when, when I was in my penultimate year at university, after an exceedingly tough round of psychometric tests and multiple rounds of interviews, et cetera, et cetera, I managed to secure a place on the coveted Morgan Stanley internship program. Um, I'm not going to lie. It was a very punishing summer and a real test of stamina. But the reward was to finish a job. I won't lie. It was a very punishing summer and a real test of stamina. But at the end, I was lucky enough to get a job offer on the grad scheme. I then started on their investment banking program in 2000 as an analyst. So really showing my age now. I threw myself into my work, to be honest, and I, I was really lucky. I enjoyed a long and fruitful career there, working my way steadily through the ranks. Um, my first seven years were spent in the M&A department. My bread and butter was very much large, complex UK public transactions that I really you know, and I still do get really excited about. Then I spent a year in firm management, and that was a great opportunity to help the operation run smoothly. And finally, I joined the Morgan Stanley Private Equity Fund as an investor focused on global mid-market opportunities. Those that know me would say I've, I've always been pretty ambitious and that I tend to gravitate towards a challenge. So, you know, what bigger challenge than really being the only non-white female in my class across Europe in a very, very heavily male-dominated world of investment banking. If I think back to my my analyst class, it was around 110 of us, and there were about 10% females, which back then was considered actually a very large proportion. Um, and as you can imagine, that number dwindled pretty quickly. But I was very excited about forging a path that not many had taken before. Um, I was almost always the only female on the team, around the table, in the division, and you know, even in the boardroom with clients. Um, but I made a very conscious decision early on not to let the fact that I was female or Asian be an issue. And I really chose to see my personal characteristics as a differentiator, perhaps a way to be remembered in a sea of suits. You know, I think throughout my time there, my feelings oscillated between, you know, on, on the one hand, feeling lucky and privileged to be there, um, gaining such great experience, but at other times feeling very much like I was under the spotlight. Um, I think I always felt like I had to be better, had to be faster, had to work harder than others to prove myself. But, you know, once you do prove yourself and you earn that recognition, I feel like you also then earn a platform to really stand out. And Lisa, thank you so much. That's so important that you have shared those personal um, stories and that personal experience of yours as you've um, moved throughout your career. And I wanted just to pull on that thread a bit more because the world is changing. I wanted you just to share with us some of the biggest differences between the world of Morgan Stanley in the 2000s, your business across the last decade, 
and now at Pension B. Well, yes, I'm grateful to have gained such deep experience in my investment banking and private equity days, as well as having had the opportunity to establish and run my own startup business and finally to have joined Pension B. Um, I would say those are three, you know, tremendously different experiences, all hugely rewarding and very defining for me, actually, but but really very, very distinct. So it's actually quite hard to um, compare them. I've talked a lot about my banking experience, so perhaps I'll skip to the next phase of my career. After I had my second child, I left the bank. I had always harbored a desire to run my own business and the timing just seemed right. I felt like, honestly, if I didn't grab the opportunity, then it just might never present itself again. I had to really be bored and and look to experience life outside the bank. But raising two small children wasn't easy, but I somehow found the energy to set up an online children's web business called Little Circle. And I did that with my best friend. It was really something that we dreamt of um, for, for many years. We grew the business, we ran it together for several joyous years. Frankly, the experience couldn't have been more different. We were starting from scratch. So a virtual and literal blank sheet of paper. We did everything ourselves um, in the beginning, no job too big no job too small. Um, When you run your own business, you really eat, sleep, breathe it all the time. So that investment banking training and, you know, the hardcore new mother boot camp really served as excellent preparation. With two female co-founders at the helm, both of us working parents with young children um, and an enormous juggling exercise, the feel of the company was really incredibly different from a large-scale finance house. We set the tone, though, and we set the vibe and the culture, and we created an environment where you could be 100% yourself. We could be honest. We could be open. We could be warm, but also passionate and hardworking and driven to get a lot of stuff done. And so the third leg of my career was Pension B. And the chance to join Pension B on its journey to becoming a public company was, for me, just a really unique opportunity. And it was just too good to pass up. Um, I am most comfortable in fast-paced environments. So a high-growth company with big ambition was a very appealing prospect. Um, I think it's, looking back, most definitely in my sweet spot. Um, I joined a very dynamic team on a mission to transform the lives of many consumers across the UK with a brilliant customer proposition. Um, And it was just certainly something I was really, really excited to get behind. And having had such a positive and enjoyable experience running my own business, it would have been almost impossible to work for a company that didn't take its culture seriously enough. I think for me, it would have felt like a major step backwards. However, it was immediately apparent that Pension B was a company that placed strong importance on culture. So that was a massive, massive plus for me. Yeah, absolutely. I really want you to tell us a bit more about what Pension B does for inclusion, because I know it's not just a point on the agenda. It is the agenda. And I think that's something that's really, really powerful. So it'd be great if you could share a bit more about that too, please. Sure, happy to. At Pension B, we're guided by five core values um, and that keeps us honest. It means that we are always doing the right thing by our customers, our colleagues and, and wider society, in fact. So our company values are love, honesty, quality, simplicity and innovation. It's often commented on that it's pretty unusual for a financial services company to have love as one of its core values. But in keeping with our goal of delivering a pension product that people love, we want to show our customers love, but we also want to show love for our own Pension B team too. 
With a mission to build a pension product for everyone, we're really dedicated to creating an inclusive company that strives to reflect the wonderfully diverse society that we live in. It just makes perfect sense. We want to see everyone succeed, regardless of gender or ethnicity or any other personal characteristics. Uh, you know, being able to bring your authentic self to work is something that we really actively value and encourage. A happy workforce will result in better staff retention, greater productivity, and importantly, better customer outcomes. Very simply put, if you have happy people, you'll have happy customers. And so, if I focus on two areas that are particularly pertinent to me, um, they're probably gender and ethnic diversity. So in terms of gender, here at Pension B, we're really proud to have achieved complete gender parity with 50% female representation across our employee base and really all levels of our business, including our board and management team. Um, we're a member of Women in Finance Charter. And of course, as a publicly listed company, we regularly report publicly on our female representation and we're really keen that others do the same. Um, I think as a business we'll very much continue to recruit women who have the potential to reach senior management. We'll look carefully at the career development and progression of women in mid to senior roles just to ensure that that pipeline is really healthy and really strong and we especially look carefully at recruiting females into roles that traditionally don't enjoy gender diversity. So you know developer and other tech roles for example. And then on the ethnic diversity front, um, I think, as we all know, reporting is rapidly coming up the regulatory gender, which is a shift that we definitely welcome. At Pension B, um, you know, we look quite different from most other financial services businesses. We're really, really proud to have about 40% of our staff self-identifying with an ethnic background. And that's on par with representation found across London, which is where we're based. We're also a vocal campaigner and an advocate for anti-racist action. We're proud to be a member of the Race at Work Charter, which is a business-led initiative to promote equality in the UK businesses. So lots going on, but always more to be done. Really busy, um, involved in so much. And what a great, great run through of what you do as a business. And the fact that there is 50-50 parity um, on the gender balance, that is um, absolutely phenomenal. And great work that you're doing for ethnic diversity as well. Um, and I love sharing these sorts of stories. And, you know, this is what this podcast is all about. So I always say in the introduction, we're here today to walk the talk for change, because I always want the audience to be listening and thinking, right, what can I do now? How can I get involved? What can I take to my boss? What should I do to change and improve my team? So it leads me to my final question, because I'd love for you to share with us what more you would like to see for inclusion across the entire financial technology sector? Well, Nadia, I mean, as an Asian female, it's pretty easy for me to be passionate about the need to achieve wider representation and equality in, you know, in terms of gender and ethnicity. But while some progress is being made on gender and a spotlight is finally being shone on the need for rapid improvements in ethnic diversity, there is just so much more to be done. I, I really believe that fintech could lead the way in financial services. But when we think about diversity and inclusion, I think we need to consider all the axes. So, you know, let's not stop at gender. Let's look at age. Let's look at disability. Let's look at neurodiversity, gender reassignment, marriage, civil partnership, pregnancy, maternity, race, religion. You know, the list goes on, you know, gender, sexual orientation, 
it would just be great to see more companies, more management teams and boards holding themselves accountable by improving disclosure and reporting across as many categories as possible, by making changes in their recruitment procedures and employee policies, and really, really starting to tackle the cultural shift that is so needed. You know, as well as being the right thing to do, it just makes really great commercial sense. Absolutely. And Lisa, I've loved listening to you today. It's been so brilliant to hear about your background, your journey, everything that you've achieved and what wonderful things that are happening at Pension B. So thank you for joining me on the Women of Fintech podcast series. Thank you for having me. 